Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. guys it's that time of the week again welcome to the ryan and angelo's impact under an hour power hour uh i am your host ryan and i am angelo aka just not credible and we have a few special guests today originally i said that we had one special guest but uh it seems like everybody's coming in here so introduce yourselves yeah, we decided to crash the party. It is I, your Deep Six champion, the glorious Robbie Rotten. I figured, how could this episode be any more glorious than to have me on? Yeah, next. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go. Yeah, I can't wait to predict uh, WCW. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. Wait, happens. this isn't ECW? Oh, oh I got to go then. It basically wait. is ECW. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm not really used to not being like the the moderator of this, so I'm just gonna sit on the sidelines. I only have one question before we start. Always, uh, Angelo. Yeah. Oh, are you uh, are you gonna do it? <laughs> uh, so I think I lost the punishment this weekend. Uh, yes, you did lose. Uh, a, you did lose I, the punishment I lost, for New Japan. The pay-per-view, so now I have to do a punishment. So what do I have to do? Uh, you're doing the Google Translate one where so basically Rob's going to write a promo for you or pick a famous wrestling promo. It's really up to him. And he's going to put it into Google Translate into Japanese and then he's going to tra- do Google Translate of whatever comes out in Japanese to English and you're just going to have to read it. Okay. That's Pretty easy punishment for you. It's not You don't have to do any singing or anything uh, or go out to the woods. Uh, so, <laughs> or yeah, dress, or, or no, you better you better read it off. You better read it with your shirt off. Damn it! it you <laughs> might have to. You may, there you go. You can combine that with Montreal. <laughs> dresses oh, Montreal for the promo. Yeah, knock them out. Knock them all out. Come out. All right, so we're gonna start this off with uh, just talking about the latest episode of Impact Wrestling that myself and Angelo watched, and the other guys are. Probably just going to chime in, try to ask questions, get as much information rolling in their head. And at the end of this, we are going to run down our predictions for Impact's Slammiversary pay-per-view, which is this Saturday. Feels like it was just yesterday that we just started this journey, Angelo. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun, man. Oh, absolutely. Um before we get started, I do have to say, I'm just going to come out and say it. This was a much better episode than last week. I can agree. Yeah. Last week, easily one of the worst wrestling shows I've ever watched. Oh, um, this week, it was much better than that. Um, so we start off with the 10 women tag match with the teams being Rosemary, Taya Valkyrie, Tasha Steeles, Kiara Hogan, and Kimberly, and they also had John E. Bravo uh, at ringside. 
for those of you who don't watch Impact regularly, uh, John E. Bravo is the caddy for Taya Valkyrie. When Taya Valkyrie is from Slamtown. Which yes, she she is the location. queen of the queen of Slamtown. When did uh when did Kimberly get an impact? Is that a thing? Yeah, she's been there for a bit. Oh. She's a she's a heel. Well, she, that shows my knowledge of impact. Yeah. yeah. I I thought that she was like somebody that like mattered in impact, but after tonight and last week does not seem that way. Um on the other side we have uh Jessica Havoc, Navia, Kylie Ray, Susie, and Alyssa Edwards. Um, Havoc is from the town of Defiance, which is actually a real town. I do some tax work there. There you go. <laughs> um, this uh, So, I originally thought this was going to be horrible because I was like, they kept on like trying to get Susie in this match, and Susie, like, the last few times she's been in, like, refuses to do wrestling mu- moves. But, like, Today, she was just like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to wrestle. Um, like She tried to just do basic moves at first, but then like she did a cannonball off the apron uh, onto a group of women. Uh, she fought back uh, doing kicks and slaps and chops uh, across the ring. Um, and she eventually would finish this match hitting her... Uh, finisher the panic switch uh, or Sue Young's finisher the panic switch which I thought is really cool it's like an airplane spin that she turns into like a blue thunder bomb Mishinoku driver type thing um, so that's cool and then she just started twitching out This there really wasn't much in this match other than like the whole time Kara Hogan and Tasha Steeles were just basically brawling with Havoc and Nevia outside, continuing their feud. Uh, Kylie Ray was beaten down, and, like, within, like, 15 seconds of this match, uh, she lost her headband, and the ref, like, threw it away. Um, and it was weird seeing Kylie Ray, like, with her long hair just flowing all over the place instead of, like, in her ponytail that she normally rides. I love that Kylie Ray was looking for the tag when no one was in the ring. Yes. Yes. That was pretty incredible. Yes. Um, yeah, th- this was this was a good opener. I thought that it, like I said, uh, it, it was a good, it was a better opener than last week, for sure. Um, and it was a good way to just kick things off and get everybody involved in the gauntlet match, minus Madison Rain, who brought up that she was asked to be in this match, but she said no because she wanted to preserve her body. That would be pretty weird because then it would be like six on five. Yeah, exactly. Um, Special guest ref or something. Yeah, who knows. Um, But the team of uh, Havoc, Navia, Kylie Ray, Susie, and Alyssa Edwards win when Susie hits, like I said, the panic switch on Kimberly. Um, And then the heels try to beat up uh, Susie, Kylie Ray comes in, clears house, and Kylie Ray and Susie celebrate. Kylie Ray tries to get the rest of the faces to come in and hug it out with them, uh, but the other faces are already left. And she didn't seem to realize that they had left because she just kept on calling out for them. <laughs> um, and then they cut to commercial. Um, 
I mean, this this match, I kind of agreed. I don't like the concept of a five on five, or it was the entire women's roster was the, the match. Just yeah, the, like, 2010 WWE Divas. Type yeah, of match. but it did catch my interest towards the end. I think they're kind of setting up for Susie or Sue Young to kind of be the favorite for the match heading into SummerSlam with her ending the match. Slam anniversary. So yeah, <laughs> SummerSlam too, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be pretty impressive. Paid. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that that is the the deal. We saw the lasting shot was, uh, or the last shot of this segment was uh, Kylie Ray hugging and being all cheerful with Susie as Susie was like twitching out. Um, so yeah, I think I, I I would be surprised if Sue Young does not make her presence felt at Slammiversary um, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, after that, we get Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, who, again, before this show, it was said that Ace Austin was going to be in action. That's all it said. Um, and they, are, they were just driving around the streets of Dayton, Ohio. Um, so I was like, yeah, I, I, I was on, I was watching the show. I was on Xbox talking to Joey, Rob, and Pat about this. I was like, there's no way he's making it to the arena because that's in Tennessee that they're filming. Why is he just driving around in uh, in Ohio? Uh, that answer would come later in the show. Uh, but before that, we get to Angelo. I know this is your favorite match of the night. Triple XL make their return versus the Deaners. Yeah, I tried to write uh, Big Beaner in the Twitch chat, but that uh, immediately got blocked. So, so I guess I'm uh, with uh, Beaners, not Beaners. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I, I really did enjoy this match. I think Ace Romero is hilarious and a good wrestler. Um, he seems to like to just throw people with his shoulder, as according to ESPN in the match tonight. Yes. I am now a fan of Larry D. He had a nice moveset at the end. I really didn't care for the finish of the match and just getting rolled up at the end, but he hit a nice power bomb. The setup for the power bomb was really cool. Like, man, yeah. this boy can move. So. Yeah, uh, this was a very short match, um, and it, it did its part. Uh, this was a fun match, I agree. Uh, it ends up with uh, cousin Jake coming out of nowhere. He did a blind <laughs> tag on uh, to uh, Cody Deaner uh, while Larry D was setting up for the finish. Uh, the ref simply tells Larry D as he's pinning him that you are pinning the wrong person. Larry D just is like, what do you mean? And he gets rolled up. Uh, one, two, three. And is he an idiot? Cousin Jake <laughs> Pretty picks much. up the wins for the Deaners. Then AC, AC Romero and Larry D are talking about what just happened. And instead of just leaving, they decide to beat down the Deaners. And it seems as if the Triple XL are now heels. Um, yeah, I guess. That's Remember, fine. Deaners with a D. Yeah, Deaners with a D. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then we've got a moose backstage segment. He is walking around. He's trying to find a mystery par- uh, a person to tag with. And he comes across uh, Hernandez and Rhino. 
who Josh Matthews and Madison Rain point out have been still arm wrestling since last week nonstop, and there's they show little clips of them wrestling in the bathroom while one of them is going to the bathroom in a stall. Uh, they are washing each other's hands with one hand while they are still arm wrestling. They're arm wrestling like in the parking lots against fences. Um, and uh, so Moose is like, Hernandez, you owe me one. Uh, and Hernandez is like, can't you see him in the middle sign? This is more important than your match. Uh, he goes to Rhino. He's like, come on, Rhino. Like, you owe me one. I, and Rhino is like, I don't know what I owe you one for, but can't you see I'm busy? Uh, and so then Moose walks off and just says something to Hernandez. Hernandez looks <laughs> away, and Rhino wins the highly contested week-long arm wrestling contest uh, and tries to take the money. And Hernandez is like, nope, grabs the money first and says, we'll settle this outside. And I thought this was going to lead to some, like, a feud for Slammiversary. Like, this was going to be a random Slammiversary match. Did not expect it to be a random match tonight that was added. You know what? They probably filmed this cinematic match. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be on Slammiversary. And then they watched it back and they're like... Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Right after that, we get uh, we go to commercial. We come back and we've got uh, Moose asking Rohit Raju uh, if he will be his partner, and points out that he has asked the entire locker room, both guys and girls, to be his partner. And now he's asking him because he is the last person in the locker room that he hasn't asked and hasn't said no. Rohit's very upset. He's like, what do you mean? I'm really good in the ring. My record has shown that. And Moose is like, you lost your last match and got pinned. And he's like, yeah, but like I've been here before. I've won matches. I, I'm really good in the ring. And Moose is like, well, are you going to say yes? And... Oh, it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to say yes. I want I want as many matches as possible, but it sucks that you asked me last. And he walks off, and Moose is like, see, that's bottom-of-the-barrel behavior, and walks away. Uh, so we... this was billed as a mystery opponent Moose was going to have? Yeah. Attacking with him? If this mystery opponent is anything like what the mystery opponents are expecting this weekend at Slammiversary, I'll be uh, screaming and punching TVs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it's like this, uh, you might, if you choose Super Eric, you might be right. Um, (laughs) I'll be happy with Super Eric at this point. All right, so then it comes to, so this leads to the the third straight segment of Backstage, where it's now Chris Bay and Johnny Swinger talking. Johnny Swinger walks away and says, I'm going to fix this. Walks away. And this, this is, is big. You should prelude. Remember, we were talking about last week that kind of weird that they already banned him from wing, ringside two weeks before the paper. Yes, so yes, yes. It's good now that we got some clarification. On yes. The so he he walks around and he is walking. Around. It this ta- this part takes forever, and he walks around. He's walking around, and he finally finds who he's looking for, and it's the ref who banned him from ringside, and he says. Something along the lines of, oh, 
you know, you're wrong for banning me from ringside. You have to fix this. I've been talking to Cancel Culture's legal advisor, and they told me that I can sue you and Impact because I am, and he pulls out a piece of paper from his junk area uh, that supposedly says that he is Chris Bay's emotional support person. Now, I said this to Joey, Rob, and Pat, and they they can they they were aghast at it. And I I said that I think this segment got made longer because the legal advisor for uh, their for cancel culture uh, was Joey Ryan. And I think they had to edit this. And so what they edited it with was just a really long walking spot for Johnny Swinger to walk through, like, multiple hallways, multiple doors, just to find this guy, just so he could reveal something from his trunks. Um, Because, you know, you're obviously not going to put Joey Ryan on TV um, or say, Joey Ryan told me this. Or whatever. Um, I'm surprised they brought in. They even kept that cancel culture said this. Because cancel culture was literally just Rob Van Dam, Katie Forbes, and Joey Ryan. As their legal uh, advisor. So, Well, Rob Van Dam still on yeah, Impact Wrestling. Yeah, but like he was just without cancel culture. Like the cancel culture was just those him and Katie Forbes aligning with Joey Ryan. Like, I feel like Rob Van Dam and Katie Forbes are, like, they were still, like, a, a gimmick together before that, so. Hey, man, maybe somebody's going to replace them. That's fine, I guess. Um, so, then things go screwy for me. So, I was watching on Access TV. I didn't trust Twitch stream. Uh, and Twitch I get, was fine today. I guess. Yeah. Well, I, this was not fine for me because after that segment... <laughs> It shows, it cuts to him walking, starting to walk away, and then it the screen freezes for a good minute or two. And it comes back, and it's Chris Bay is looking at Johnny Swinger, and Johnny Swinger says, we're through. And I'm like, what just happened? So, Angelo, what happened in this segment? Can you oh, tell yeah, me? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, Chris Bay's hitting on some girl, and Johnny Swinger was, like, about to come back. And we're like, oh, hey, you know, great news. Yeah. And he's like, Decided to wait outside, and here's Chris Bay's like, "Oh, I got this old man doing all my my errands for me. It's great, you know. I, I'm riding him along. I'm gonna win this title." So then, after the girl left, Johnny Swinger comes by, and he goes, "Bad news. Uh, management wouldn't let me back at ring. You're on your own, brother." And then walked out. <laughs> all right, you did say brother, brother. All right, I think that's a Hogan hint. Yeah. yeah um, terms. Yeah, I'm going to jump in here real quick. I know Ryan's been mentioning it to us, but uh, like you're decently into the episode. Shouldn't you reveal who uh, who your boomer of the week is? Oh, I should, yes. So, this would lead us to uh, another commercial. All right. And my boomer of the week is not a wrestler. It is not a commentator. It is the, <laughs> what is it, the Lyprazine commercials? <laughs> I, you're the one who watched uh, it, not us. Yeah, Lipazine, Lipazine commercials uh, with Rodney Pete and his wife. 
and there's also <laughs> one commercial with a very weird doctor that looked like a really cheap knockoff of Ted Cruz just without the beard that he's been growing. Um, each of these commercials are between two and a half to three minutes long. And there were four or five of them throughout this show. Wow. And it was very. And they put a lot of money in this. I really do not care about weight loss supplements that much. I do not need to see the same commercial three times. I don't need to see the same commercial or the same product advertised for over two and a half minutes five times. Well, honestly, your alternative was learning a lot of useless information about Melissa Santos. So guess what I learned today? I mean, I would rather that than that. Angelo, you did tell us one interesting fact that you said about what she calls a certain food. Can you share that with the audience? She calls a pizza... What is it? No, a calzone is a pizza sandwich. Mm -hmm. Are you freaking kidding me? Disgusting. I'm so mad. She should be sued. Well, Angelo, what do you call it? I'm already typing up my lawsuit. Most now. people don't know this, but Angelo is one of the pizza kings. Yeah. So, about 90 something reviews on the One Bite app. I'm a little upset that someone called the Calzone a pizza sandwich. I actually had a Calzone today, and it was not a pizza sandwich. <laughs> so, after that segment, mm. we go to our fourth straight back, or fifth straight backstage segment, basically. And it is the contract signing between Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace for the women's or the knockout. I was really hoping title. this was going to be the first ever, maybe not the first ever, but an empty arena contract signing. I feel like that's just the most useless thing possible. No yes. fans in attendance, but they did it backstage. Yes. Um, Deanna cut a pretty good promo. Uh, or like she, She's very straightforward. She had a lot. Like she, she just flowed real naturally. Was it better than that, like pre-tape promo she cut about being the virtuosa? Like, what is the virtuosa that she posted on Twitter? What, like her vignette that she did? Yeah, yeah. It was mainly just her strategy for the match and like what her strategy was. Hey, why would she? Re- why would she reveal her strategy? Well, it was more of her strategy to get to this title match and how oh, okay. how she worked it to perfection. And if she works everything to perfection like she did to get this title match, then she's going to beat Jordan Grace for the title. Gotcha. Then Jordan Grace randomly stands up, pushes Jimmy Jacobs out of the way, who was orchestrating this, uh, and starts talking. And it gets real weird. Like She just doesn't sound confident in what she was saying. Um, I like Jordan Grace as a wrestler. I didn't like this promo. I thought her pro. I think her promos when they're not scripted are pretty good. Like um, when she's been on like busted open, cutting promos against other wrestlers on there, like Diana Perazzo, um, uh in the lead up to this uh, few or in the lead up to this match. I thought they came off more uh, genuine and more uh, confident and more effective this was just weird uh she it sounded like she was like trying to get her accent her texas accent to stand out more um and then she finished it off with well if you're the virtuosa are you prepared for this and she grabs 
Deanna's head, slams it against the wooden table, and Deanna just walks off. Uh, and then Jordan grabs her title and says, what are you going to do about it, Jimmy? And walks away. And it was real weird. And this this doesn't leave things off great for a feud that I thought was pretty good. One of the better title feuds going into Slammiversary. So. Yeah, I really didn't add much. I just don't like how Jordan spells her name. <laughs> like one too many letters in there. It's like J-O-R-D-Y-N-N-E. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, after that, we have uh, a video package for the North versus Shamrock and Callahan. They ran a bu- every feud basically got a video package at some point in this. I think the rest of the show at this point was just video packages. Basically, um, so they do this video package for the North and Shamrock uh, and Callahan, and then it cuts to like Shamrock is cutting a promo. And Sammy is telling a story about the scorpion and the frog and claiming he originated this fable. Uh, and somehow, while he's cutting that, it would go back to Ken Shamrock, who knew exactly what uh, Callahan was going to say. Uh, and it shows that there's still the uh, dissension between them. Sammy basically says that uh, he is the scorpion. Ken Shamrock is a frog, and Ken Shamrock, uh, he's helping out Ken Shamrock, um, but he's going to sting him in the end because he's still his enemy. Um, But the whole fable is that the frog helps the scorpion, but Callahan is helping Shamrock. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah, ignoring all the fine details of the promo, I think it really helps... uh less than casual viewers like you yes. and I that just started a couple weeks ago to understand that Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan have a history of wrestling each other. Yes. It makes this team sound like a really believable team going into Slammiversary that could actually win the world titles and be the Impact Wrestling Rock and Sock connection. Yeah. Uh, I also think it's it's good to, it is good to point out that uh, Ken Shamrock delivered his, his, this promo really well. Um, yeah. I was I did not watch Impact or TNA when Shamrock was first in it as their first champ. I was not a fan of wrestling when he was in WWE. I've never watched his MMA matches in UFC or whatnot. Um, like I know he can go in the ring. I've never seen him really cut many promos except in the last few months with Impact. And I th- I think he's really really good on the mic. Yeah, I, I agree though. I- from what I've seen so far, he's pretty good. But pretty much wherever he's been in his career, I feel like I was watching the opposite. I think when he was the champ in TNA, that's like when most people were still watching WWE. And then he kind of was gone before TNA got interesting when they added a six-sided chaos ring with Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, after this, so if you're counting that, that would be one, two, three four, five. That is six straight backstage segments on the show. Yeah. (laughs) After this, we finally get a match. It is Rohit, Raju, and Moose versus Crazy Steve and Tommy Dreamer. Uh, Tommy Dreamer comes out 
with the karate headband thing that Moose has been wearing. Um, this was a match. Um, I thought that it did well to, again, continue the feud between Dreamer and uh, Moose and Crazy Steven Moose. You got to see Moose uh, kind of do some of his... Uh, like good technical stuff in the ring or good beat em up stuff in the ring. Uh, you got to see him really drive it home on Crazy Steve. He tried to get to Dreamer, and Crazy Steve would like try to get himself in the way to try to protect Dreamer in some way. Um, we got a really cool, good kick, uh, kip up from uh, Moose, um, where he got pretty airborne off of it. Uh, yeah, to well, stand he's using up. his hands there. He's not doing yeah. the pass that he does and has his hands in his pocket. Yeah. He's got his hands back there, so it makes yeah. it a easier. Um, finally, uh, so Rohit Raju tries to t- or tags himself in here uh, to try to take it to Crazy Steve, and Moose goes right over to Dreamer, and they start brawling. Uh, Dreamer gets the best of Moose. And Crazy Steve gets the best of Rohit, and Crazy Steve pins Rohit. One, two, three. Crazy Steve and Tommy Dreamer pick up the win. Dreamer comes in and is limping severely, and he didn't do much work in this match. <laughs> um, so don't know if they're gonna like try to play an injury angle, like and like me and Angelo had predicted that he gets injured before the show and he replaces himself in the match between him and Moose with a surprise guest. Uh, um, but maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, yeah, I still think that would be better than just having Tommy Dreamer wrestle. Yeah. Uh, so then we end this show with three more backstage segments we get, uh, or not in-ring segments, I should say, because... One of them is uh, Eddie Edwards cutting a promo about his life and why he really needs the Impact Championship because the Impact Championship has never meant more to him in his career than it does now. Uh, talking about all the ups and downs, the injuries, why he shouldn't be on the earth right now, uh, why he turned down so many different opportunities in wrestling to stay with Impact through some of its worst times, some of its best times. Uh, very powerful stuff. He hasn't uh, been there that, for their best time. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, talked about how Impact helped him find his his wife and Alicia Edwards. Um yeah, it was weird. It, I don't like his delivery. He sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth. Um, he's really selling that, like his. I don't know if it's like a like a thing now, like that, like his. He's just so beaten up and injured that he can't talk like a normal human being. Um, and this might sound awful. I don't know this about Eddie Edwards. Like, I don't know if he has like some sort of like actual injury to his jaw. Um, but he's cut promos before. And like, I remember when he was in a feud, might've been him versus Lashley. Um, when they were, or him versus Moose, one of the two, uh, one of those two, uh, at the, when, uh, Matt Hardy was just about to leave, uh, impact. 
uh, and they had the the ultimate deletion show at the Hardy compound, and they just Eddie Edwards and it was, whoever I, it was Lashley, Lashley, yeah, and they just fought the whole time. But in the lead up to that, he cut a pretty good promo, if I don't recall. Uh, if I do recall, I should say. Um, and when they were d- doing this segment, it just sounded like he couldn't get words out of his mouth properly because, like, his mouth just wouldn't let him do that. I don't know if it's just because he's older now that he's picked up a lot of injuries because that was the whole point of this whole thing was that he's been beaten and he's had well, so many he, injuries. Like, didn't uh, wasn't he the guy who Sammy Callahan like destroyed with the bat? Oh, you're right, you're right. But that didn't hit his jaw. I thought that hit like the top of his skull. I don't remember. I mean, maybe it got brand damage. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but again, I thought the content of the promo was yes. good, but honestly, felt a little checked out because Eddie Edwards is coming back, but he's not the most important person coming back in this match. So it just yes. feels weird to even care about. Yeah, his role in the match. That is fair, Uh, Pat. I know that you are a huge fan. of Eddie Edwards. (laughs) Nope. Pat, what what does Eddie Edwards and the Impact title mean to you? If Eddie Edwards wins this title, I'm gonna. uh, That'll be the last Impact show I watch. (laughs) So what I again. What I remember from when I watched Impact during the Hardy Day, at the end of the like the Broken Universe, was Eddie Edwards was in the feud with Lashley for the world title, correct, Pat? Was that uh, for Yeah. Yeah. And Pat was like, yeah, Eddie Edwards is the most boring wrestler ever. He shouldn't be in the main event. He's not a main event player. The only reason, oh, I remember. The only I remember reason he's in this is because his tag partner is injured and they have nothing to do with him. That's how uh, I feel about Moose. Yeah. To be honest. Whoa. <laughs> and I know you whoa, like Moose. Pads. Whoa. Yeah, I, I love Moose. Whoa, whoa, buddy. Got a kid um, in here. So then we get. Two <laughs> weeks? <laughs> All right. So after that, we get Ace. <laughs> Surprise me. We get uh, uh, Ace Austin and what uh, Madman Fulton pull up to this place and they say it's the old gym. Then we get. Before we forget anything, we get the final actual match, and I'm actuals in quotation marks here because it is the backstage or back lot street fight brawl between Hernandez and Rhino. Um, there's no ref. Oh yes. There's no rules, and this is all for the. Ones and fives that Hernandez. I think I saw tens today. Oh, there might have been some tens. A little Uh, bigger of a stack this time. That Hernandez has gotten through these arm wrestling contests. This was as great as it was going to be. I thought this. I texted immediately that this was one of the better cinematic matches I'd seen. Angelo said it's the best cinematic match he'd seen in two months. I guess the only other comparison is the uh, Street Profits one. So <laughs> that, that was Bro, what I was trying to make. Please don't remind me of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was short. It was sweet. You got to see two older guys who aren't the most mobile individuals 
brawl it out, do some silly spots. Yeah, Hernandez, it was funny. There Hernandez was, no was tossing stuff. street cones at Rhino, which was great. Uh, he at one point got a street cone and started using it as like a a speaker and walked away. Uh, it ends up ending, like I said, fairly quickly. Uh, Rhino hits a, a very slow moving spear into a fence, it's not uh, a like spear. a metal fence. Gore, gore my bad. Um, I mean, I he, he, this, this did not look very powerful at all. No. But, uh, but Hernandez game, sold it like they, it, kill, it killed him. I wonder if they did this intentionally, but for me, it came full circle. Because the first match I ever saw was Rhino doing a gore through a cage. So watching him do a gore through a fence. Not really the fence breaking, but kind yeah. of close. Just, yeah. yeah. Warmed, warmed my heart. Made me tingle a little bit. They heard our first episode, oh, Angelo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About how Rhino and Christian Cage was your first match in the steel cage. I mean, that match is probably one of, you know, in the top ten of Rhino's career. <laughs> So he might remember it. So it ends with them both lying on the uh, on the uh, the uh, blacktop. Hernandez tries to go for the the wad of cash that he dropped, and Rhino goes for it. They both put their hands on it together. They look at each other, and they both say, "We'll split it." Uh, so let it be known that Rhino. <laughs> Won the arm yeah. wrestling contest fair and square. <laughs> Basically won this match fair and square, and somehow is Hernandez is walking away with money out of this. I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, it's just kind of <laughs> silly that they like ended this before their biggest pay per view of the year. Yeah, like he's got kids for the biggest pay per view of the year. Hernandez yeah. still can go. Rhinos is a well known wrestler. Like that could have been a match, maybe I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it still will be. Maybe they'll have an actual match. Yeah, maybe they'll find out that uh, Rhino shortchanged Hernandez with the cash. Yeah. Maybe more of a 60-40 split. So Ooh, maybe. Uh, so then we get, uh, we find out it, the next segment is Ace Austin and Madman Fulton at the gym working out. Ace Austin cutting a promo. Um, and at the end of this, it goes to, uh, I believe it was uh, Wentz. And Trey of the Rascals walking down the streets of Ohio um, because that's where they're from, even though they're built from the treehouse because they're stoners, right, Rob? Doesn't yeah, seem, yeah. great, doesn't great like, gimmick. Yeah. Uh, doesn't seem like TNA likes to like actually give out people's hometowns. Yeah, I've been getting. <laughs> yeah, so all of a sudden, Wentz gets some notification on his phone for some reason, that Ace Austin is doing a live stream at their hometown gym um, and that they need to go and, as I quote, what should we do, Trey? You know what we should do? We need to get there and pull up on them like old times. And we cut the commercial. And we show back up and they're somehow there. And there's just mysteriously a beat up trash can outside of the gym that they grab. And they go in and they toss the trash can at Madman Fulton's back and he no sells it. And I was like, oh boy, we're going to get a whole beat em up segment here. 
where Madman Fulton's just going to beat everybody up and not sell anything. Nope. We get Wentz running around while Madman Fulton tries to chase him. Somehow Madman Fulton is very slow. Um, but somehow uh, Wentz is in front of a door and walks away from the door. The doors are clearly visibly open. Wentz is clearly holding the one door so he can shut it. And Madman Fulton decides, I'm not going to go after you. I'm just going to keep on running down this hallway through these doors into this closet that you are clearly keeping open for me. And he does that. And Wentz closes the doors and he puts this little blue bar through it. And he doesn't put it on correctly because Fulton literally pushes it once pushes it again, the bar just falls off and he's out. And it was like, oh, okay. Uh, Ace Austin and Trey, this was mainly just to set these guys up that they're trying to beat the crap out of each other, which they do. They go through the ring. They go through barricades at this gym. Uh, they were pulling out all the stops. I thought their se- segment in this was great. I thought Madman Fulton and Wentz was absolute trash. <laughs> it was pointless. Um, it ends with uh, Ace Austin and uh, Trey are pretty beat up. Madman Fulton uh, comes in and saves Ace Austin, grabs a chair, is going to go and beat up Trey with the chair since Trey's pretty beat up. And Wentz comes out of nowhere, and somehow he found a chair that was wrapped almost completely in barbed wire. Yeah, those um, are at, at every local gym. You should know that. Yeah. So, wait, was this another cinematic thing? I mean, I guess. Okay. Um, And so Ace Austin now is completely healed from all his injuries because he was holding his shoulder. He was holding – after this, he was just like, we can go. And they just walk out. And there's no limp. There's no, I'm hurting. I'm just going to walk out. Trey, on the other hand, is really hobbled. Yeah, Trey is, like, barely standing up. He's, like, heaving and hoeing. And Wentz is like, don't worry. anniversary is, like, in a few days. You'll be healed by then. And that's how it ends. And I was just like, oh, okay. Um, Also on this show, we didn't point out that they did run the anniversary ads again uh, that they had last week. The first time they ran it, they took out the U.S. flag and the Bulgarian flag. They also added in Gail Kim, Angelina Love, and Velvet Sky uh, pictures into the promo saying yeah, that a former world champion will be in. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> the, the, the best thing that they could ever do, Angelo, is replace... They just had a former a, a, fem, a female win the title and have to vacate. Yeah. The best thing they could do is put Velvet Sky as their next world champ. Please, that'll bring the absolutely not up from twenty five hundred viewers to twenty five thousand viewers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they it. they ran it right at the end, and the uh, Bulgarian and the U.S. flag were back in it. Um, but they also kept the pictures of Gail Kim and. Uh, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky in it. And then they, at the end of the show, like they did last week, they aired a new version of it. Uh, And in this episode, this one, it's a man signing a contract, putting it in a FedEx envelope, putting it into a FedEx dispensary. 
A FedEx truck comes, picks Wait, it up. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. A FedEx truck? Yes, oh, a FedEx oh. truck. Don't worry. They made sure that the FedEx logos and everything were not bl- blurred or anything. This was clearly FedEx. Maybe um, there's a sponsorship part yeah. thing or something. FedEx, then oh. it shows the truck driving around, <laughs> and it's not, like there's a knock on a door. The, the, pa- the, the package goes <laughs> underneath the door because that's exactly how FedEx does their job is they come into your place of business and knock on the door and slide <laughs> it underneath the door. Uh, and then it gets somehow when it slid under the door, it somehow got onto Scott D'Amore's uh, desk. Uh, he opens it and just starts cackling and says, Slammiversary just got better. <laughs> and that's the problem. Oh, my God. Uh, and then right after that, because a- after every episode of Impact, they do it, uh, an hour like special of Impact in 60. And it normally highlights uh, either an event or a wrestler or a feud or something. I don't know, Angela, you were on Twitch, so you don't know what the episode was. I tried to say it, but Pat and Joey got off of the party. They didn't hear me or whatever. Uh, they got ready for this. It was Impact in 60, a look back at the career of Scott Steiner. Oh, oh I think goodness. he's coming to Slammiversary. Oh, God. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I wonder what the 60 Minutes entails. Uh, so it said his proud? legendary feuds with Petey Williams, Bobby Lashley, and many more. <laughs> oh, so they're definitely going to show Steiner math. Yeah. Yeah, the math promo for sure. <laughs> All right. So, Angela, what would you give this show? So we did say in the beginning that this was better than last week. Yes. That doesn't mean much. Yes. <laughs> oh, a thumbs in the middle, but kind of leaning down like a two out of five. Yeah, I, I would give I, I'll be a little more generous. I'll go two and a half out of five stars. Uh, definitely thumbs in the middle here. Um, if it wasn't for the awful amount of backstage or non in ring stuff. Um, maybe it would be a little higher, like throwing another match or something. Yeah, um, it was just a, it was a lot of promo packages, and I yeah. get it; it's the week before your major pay per view. But they really hampered down on the world title match without really until the last couple seconds of the show, really focusing on the mystery opponent. Yeah. And so they well, for me at least, why are you building up the other three wrestlers when <coughs> the fourth one probably going to be the one walking out with the title? It, it's it, uh, awesome. it, it's, it's going to be super Eric getting squashed immediately. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like they should have had the episode on a Zoom call. I mean, basically, mm-hmm. um, I do have to say that it, I, I also find it weird that they they dedicated so much time to Eddie Edwards's promo and thing, um, and like he's barely been on any of these episodes. Like Ace Austin's had segments, Trey's had segments. Um, Eddie Edwards like had a match against Madman Fulton where he lost like I three mean, but or four it's weeks established. ago. That's the idea. Yeah, it's an yeah. Veteran of TNA. But it, it's just weird that he hasn't been on TV the last three we- or the last three episodes that we've watched, and then he's here just in a, doing a promo, um, which I thought was weird. Um, so yeah, uh, we have no news to report on. There's no like confirmation on who 
the mystery partner is, or the mystery man is in the match. We do know that it's 99% sure it is not Rusev since Rusev was diagnosed with COVID-19. Our prayers are out with, for our boy Rusev or Miro or whatever he's going to go on, uh, go by outside of WWE. So question is Slammiversary live. I'm 90% sure it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, I will run down the card real quick. As of right now, there are no more matches to be announced that they say. They do say, like always, card subject to change. But we have, for the vacant Impact World Championship, a fatal four-way match between Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards, Trey, and a mystery person that is hinted to be a former world champion returning to the company. Uh, We've got for the knockouts championship, Jordan Grace, the champion defending against Deanna Perrazzo. We have for the X division championship, Willie Mack, the champion versus Chris Bay, uh, most likely without Johnny Swinger at ringside, but who knows? Uh, we have the gauntlet match, gauntlet for the gold match, as they are calling it, for to determine the number one contender for the Impact Knockouts Championship, which is as of right now eleven. Contains people. a lot of women. We don't need to name. Yeah, them. Uh, eleven people. Uh, who knows if they'll throw in more? Since again, they're randomly throwing in Gail Kim, Angelina Love, and Velvet Sky on this. Video package. I think now. I think it's safe to say there's at least one mystery person in there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we've got the North de- defending their Impact Tag Team Championship. Uh, that is Ethan Page and Josh Alexander versus Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan, aka the Odd Couple, or as uh, Callahan called them, the most dangerous tag team in the world. Uh, and we have an unsanctioned old school rules match for the TNA world heavyweight championship, which is also an unsanctioned championship between moose, the champion and Tommy dreamer as of now. So those are six matches. All right. Let's sink, breathe in, breathe out. They're all title matches. Yes, before the <laughs> so our predictions that we're doing tonight, we do not have a punishment. This is not for the Deep Six Championship. This is just for fun. Uh, since me and Angela are the only ones who are watching Impact for the most part, Pat's kind of keeping up. Joey, I know, has said that whoa, whoa, he whoa, 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 whoa. don't say Pat's keeping up. Uh, Joey said that he did <laughs> tons, tons of research before tonight. I watched uh, an episode. And Rob watched an episode, and I told Rob not to watch last week's episode because it was bad. Yeah, no, I haven't watched. A, I haven't watched an episode of Impact TV since the Broken Matt era. And but you I knew who all the champions were. Uh, I yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so that counts as keeping up. All right, yeah. so we'll. I think we should start this off with the only non-title match, uh, and that is the Gauntlet for the Gold Women's Jesus the, it, uh, Number One Contender match. I will run down the people if you don't know them. It's Alicia Edwards, Jessica Havoc, Kira Hogan, Kimberly, 
uh, Kylie Ray, Navia, Madison Rain making her return after months out, Rosemary, Susie, aka Sue Young, Tasha, Tasha Steele, and Taya Valkyrie. So my pick is going to be uh, somebody who's not technically in this match, but she is at the same time. It is Sue Young. I think that Susie is going to get taken out before the match, and people are going to be like, oh, she's out of the match. Somebody's going to celebrate that they won. Uh, and then Sue Young's music is going to hit. Sue Young comes out. Sue Young wins. That's my prediction. I don't think that will happen, but I think Susie will win. If she shows up as Sue Young or not, I have no idea. I'm not really even sure how the concept of this match works, but I think Sue Young will probably win this. That's fair. Um, like it, uh, For those of you who aren't aware of how this is going to work, from what it seems like, it's just going to be a one-on-one match. Uh, you eliminate somebody, uh, the next person comes in, just like a normal gauntlet match. Uh, it's just a very long gauntlet match since there's 11 people. At least yeah. 11 people. Okay. Um. Yeah, so, Rob. Yeah, I don't know who that is, so I'm going to go with somebody else. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick somebody I've heard of, so I'm going to go with either... hmm. (laughs) I'm going to go with Kylie Ray. Okay. There you go. All right. Fair, fair. Uh, Who was next? Joey. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Tasha Steeles. I feel like uh, she has a Pretty good look, and uh, I looks like she's... big swall, Joey. Yeah, yeah. No, I see what she looks like. Uh, <laughs> she's. I heard she's solid. You know what I've seen that she's solid in the ring, and I feel like uh, she'd be a good challenger for uh, Grace. So, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I've never heard of Navia uh, or Tasha Steele, so they're both uh, pretty brand new to the company. Gotcha. So I oh the I'm looking at Navia's. Uh, Wikipedia. She's married to Jake Crist. Huh. Oh, nice. That's uh, not the, that's not the weird one, is it? Oh, that's Dave. I don't know. I think I, it is Dave that was the one that's like got the stuff against. I don't know. I don't want to ruin yeah, somebody's name. I don't remember to be honest. It's um, a Crist. Oh no, it was uh, it was Dave Crist. Okay, so yeah, so Jake is fine. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Kylie Ray. Uh, sure, why not? Cool. All right, uh, let's go next up with uh, the X Division Championship, Willie Mack versus Chris Bay, uh, possibly with Johnny Swinger. Who knows what Johnny Swinger's going to do? You never know with Johnny Swinger. He's just going to be the star of the show. Um, Angela, you can lead us off this time. Uh, Willie Mack all the way here. Johnny Swinger now definitely, for me at least, after watching tonight, I feel like he's definitely not going to be involved ringside. I don't think... There's any uh, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar trying to trick the opponent thing going on here. I think it's just straight up you lost the manager. So I think Willie Mack all the way. He's a strong guy. They want to keep him with the belt, I think. Yep, that's it. Yeah, uh, I agree. Same exact reasoning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joey? Um, I'm going to go. So both guys are really, really super athletic. Um, Willie yeah. Mack, especially for being such a big dude. Um, I just think uh, Chris Bay uh, fits the X Division mold better, so I think uh, Chris Bay is going to pull up the upset. Okay. Um, I don't really know the story of this match, but I'm going to go. 
go with Willie Mac. He was really good in Lucha Underground. Um, I haven't really seen him in Impact. Uh, I still don't know who Johnny Swinger is besides what I've been told by Ryan and Angelo. So <laughs> Go watch some uh, mid-90s ECW. Apparently he's on there, too. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. He, all, yeah, he joined the company e- e- uh, ECW in, like, 99, I believe. Oh, so he's, like, uh, right towards he, the end. Oh, yeah, he he was there till the, the fold. It was him and uh, Simon Diamond were a tag team. Uh, and then after the ECW folded, he joined WCW in 2001. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and was there for two months, months before yeah. it folded. It was bought out by Pat's favorite person ever. So. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Shane McMahon shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to do your Shane McMahon. No, it's not, it's not time for that. Um, that wasn't an impression. That was actually Shane McMahon. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not confident really any of these, but Willie Mack, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Chris Bay. I think that uh, they tried to hype up that uh, the only reason Chris Bay has gotten these opportunities is because of Johnny Swinger. Uh, and I think Chris Bay is going to come out and actually pick up the upset because he, I feel like he's now going to be considered the underdog considering he doesn't have Swinger with him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I'm going with Chris Bay. All right. Uh, next up, we will go with the tag team championship match. The North, the longest reigning impact tag team champions of all time. Versus Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Uh, Rob, you can start us off this time. I think the North are going to retain. I don't think uh, this makeshift team is going to win. And I don't like Sammy Callahan. So, yeah. <laughs> Joey? Um, so the North has had have the titles for like over a year now. Um, yes. I think it's time for a change. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. I think they're going to pick it up. Uh, this is, uh, this is like the one match where I feel like I'm I'm pretty confident on who I'm picking. Uh, I'm gonna pick the North here. I think they're gonna retain, uh, and I think Shamrock and Callahan will implode probably, and that'll be a big feud. But I think most importantly, uh, I think after the match, you'll probably see one of the big debuts on this show. I think Gallows and Anderson will debut to challenge the North. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah, that's where I was going with uh, Pat. You read my mind. I think the North are going to retain as well, and I do think this is where Gallows and Anderson can fit uh, right on in uh, as the team that will just dethrone the North. You don't need to build them up. They are already a made team uh, compared to the rest of the Impact lock, uh, tag team locker room. I didn't think of it that way, actually. I forgot that um, one of them, I think, Already posted a picture on, so they're pretty much a lock for the Slam Anniversary pay per view, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much all but confirmed. <laughs> nice. Well, anyway, I'm still going to go with my heart and say Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. I'm going with a feel good story here. They're going to make a makeshift team and win the belts. The promo tonight really sold me on them, so I think they'll implode later down the line. I think you're going to give them the belts first. That's fair. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo for the Knockouts Championship. Mm-hmm. 
who did we leave off on? Did uh, Joey go Joey. first? Joey. Yeah, yeah, Joey. First yeah, um, so I've been doing a little bit of research, and so, so supposedly Deanna is not, like, actually under contract. It's more Correct. like a match-to-match basis. Yes. So for that sole reason, uh, I'm going to go with Jordan retaining the belt. Um, it just makes more sense. Um. Is uh who's the heel in this match? Diana. <laughs> Why does um, that matter? <laughs> I just I don't again. I don't really know. Yeah, Diana, hundred uh, percent the heel. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh I'll go with Diana Perazzo. Why not? I want her to cut more stupid, awful promos about what being the virtuoso is. Well, Pat. Sucks to be you because I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jordan Grace is just going to win. <laughs> what Joey was saying, and I think just um, doesn't seem like Deanna's going to be here for long. Hey man, I'm trying to follow in your footsteps from uh, Dominion and just do bold predictions here. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I at least this time you're not going to face a punishment for it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, he did get some of them right, but he still I know, didn't, he did get he, he did get lost, two. Angela, there was a point where we all thought you were going to win. Yeah, that <laughs> is I get right. You got, uh, what was it? Uh, that Yujiro match. You got, you, got, you, got, you got Bullet Club beating Okada, correct. And you also got oh, the main yeah. event. You were the only person who chose Evil winning both belts. <laughs> That's really? true. Yeah. Yes. I felt like you had to have the winner of the tournament winning the whole thing. So. The, That's I a feel rare like the winner of the cup doesn't always doesn't usually win. Yeah, but. no. Well, yeah, I guess I saw Zack Sabre wasn't a champion. Did Oka- o- Okada did win it last year, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, because he, he won the MSG show, yeah. All right, um, I'm going to go with Deanna Perrazzo. This is just me being biased. I've been very vocal that uh, Deanna is one of the best women's wrestlers uh, in, uh, like, best underutilized uh, women's wrestlers on the planet currently. Um, so, yeah. Doesn't Rob still have to pick? Yep. And Angelo. Well, Angelo said Angelo, Jordan's going to win. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've gone back and forth about this one, and I'm going to go Deanna Perazzo. Hey, welcome to the club, Squidward. All right, so uh, our next match is the old school rules match for the unsanctioned world TNA World Heavyweight Championship uh, that that hasn't been used since 2015. Uh, it is Moose, the champion, versus Tommy Dreamer. Um, Pat, starting it off with you, bud. Oh, Christ. Um, so, I think this is... I know some people think EC3 is going to be in the main event, but, like, Moose has been calling him out and taunting him, uh, and they played EC3's music, and you might be like, oh, it's a red herring. I think they're just going to have EC3 come out here. Um, maybe Tommy Dreamer is doing the injury angle and he's going to get pulled from the match and EC3 will replace him. Who knows? Um, but uh, if, if, if EC3 is in this match, like if he replaces Tommy Dreamer, I think EC3 would win. But predicting it as Tommy Dreamer versus Moose, I would say Moose will beat Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, um, I, I know me and Angela both predicted uh when this match was first made official that tommy dreamer is not going to be in this match 
uh, come Slammiversary when the match actually begins. Um, Angela, do you still stand by that, or is that, have things changed? I still think so. I'm, I'm kind of expecting disappointment because it is TNA wrestling, so I wouldn't be surprised if it just becomes a Dreamer match, but I'm, I'm, I want to get my hopes up and think it's going to be someone like EC3. Yeah, Basically. I'm 100% on board with that. Still, I do not think that this is going to be Tommy Dreamer versus uh, Moose, and I think that they started that today. I think that, again, going off of what Pat says, if Moose is going, if it is going to go Moose versus Tommy Dreamer, uh, then it's going to be Moose hands down. I don't see 40, 50-year-old Tommy Dreamer needing a win over Moose. Uh, two weeks after Dreamer called Moose the most gifted in one of the most gifted in ring talents that he has seen in the 30 years of his, uh, him being in the business. I don't think you need to put Tommy dreamer over. Uh, if it ends up being moose versus somebody else, most likely EC three, I would say EC three wins this. Um, but I'm going to go just for the sake of it being moose versus Tommy dreamer on the card. I'm going moose. All right. I think uh, Tommy Dream is going to win via roll-up. <laughs> my hero. Like That's fair. You know, uh, Moose, Moose Nation all the way. Um, I'm, I wonder if there's any tracker out there like of most professional wrestling pay-per-view losses. I feel like Tommy Dreamer has to be in the top. Oh, absolutely. When does he ever win? Story I was going to say, it's got to be either like Tommy Dreamer or Kane, solely because yeah. Kane was on a lot of pay-per-views. Oh, and he lost uh, a lot. And he lost a lot. Yeah. Exactly. Like he's been yeah, in I, so I many so. Royal Rumble matches and he's never won. That is true. So, yeah, that's it. Moose. Rob. Uh, yeah, like you guys said, if it's uh, obviously, I think they are going to replace him with uh, EC3. And if they don't, it, EC3 is going to come out after. So either way, uh, Moose will win if it's Moose and Tommy Dreamer, of course. But if not, EC3 is going to win, so yeah, same. And Joey? Um, yeah, I'm going to go bold, and I'm going to go a different route um, in Ooh. this, a di- different kind of thinking. Um, so Moose has been really attached to this title yes. uh, for a while. Um, it would be pretty funny if Tommy Dreamer took it off of him. So, especially since they're in Tommy Dreamer's back backyard with an unsanctioned match, he can use weapons and whatever. He doesn't even have to wrestle. He can just kill Moose if he wanted to. Well, you know, um, see, see, real quick, It that's where it's weird. Because they've stated that it's an old school rules wrestling match. And Tommy Dreamer has on, on multiple times said that this old school rules, it's they are labeling it as a no DQ match. Okay. But he is saying that there, is, there are rules. Like that, you can't. It's just a straight up wrestling match, so it's very confusing. Well, that's weird, but I'm still yeah, gonna, go with, I'm still like, gonna uh, go with Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, okay, it's like a old school, like Luthez 60 minute draw match. Who oh. knows? Talking about, I hope there's like a lot of grappling, a lot of, like, that's kind of wrestling, a lot of great stuff. Yeah, wrestling, yeah, bring me back. Uh, so Joe, you're going straight up Tommy Dreamer beats Moose, yeah, you know, right. yeah, all right, why not? And our final match, we are going to have two predictions here. 
one, who the mystery man is going to be, and two, who's going to win. It is the fatal four-way for the Bacon Impact World Championship, Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards, Trey, and the Impact Wrestling Mystery Man. Rip. Rip to the Impact Wrestling Mystery Man. Well, the, the Impact Wrestling Mystery Man still exists in our hearts and minds at least until Slammiversary is over. Well, um, not in Minecraft. He's still in my heart and mind. <laughs> um, I am going to say that the Mystery Man is EC3. The reason I'm saying this is because EC3 will win this match and it will set up a program for Moose because I I, I am starting to believe that as we've just been talking about, the Moose and Tommy Dreamer is just going to be a straight-up match. EC3 comes in. He wins the world championship. Moose, on Wednesday, or on the next episode of Impact, says, I'm the real world champion. It sets up a feud. They're going to unify the TNA and Impact Wrestling championships uh, at a, uh, a later date um, for Moose versus... Uh, EC3 for the feud that I think everybody knows is going to happen. Okay. Um, I would say mystery opponent is going to be Eric Young. And I would guess Eric Young wins the match. EC3 is a better wrestler, but I think <laughs> I'm, I'm more thinking who really like needs this job right now. C three probably has like other opportunities waiting for him or Eric Young. It's like it's TNA or my couch. Fair. Eric all the way. Oh, oh wait, do you, oh. do you think he's wrestling as Eric Young or is he wrestling as Super Eric? I don't know why they're teasing Super Eric. He would he would come out as Eric Young. But I, I hope if he comes out as Eric Young that the uh Pyrotechnics hit and he falls on his ass like he did in 2006. So. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> 40 years old, he doesn't know what the pyrotechnics sound like. <laughs> mm-hmm. EY. <laughs> Jesus. Rob. Uh, yeah. My mystery uh, man is Mike Canellis or Mike Bennett with uh, Maria in tow. But he's not going to win because I think Ace Austin is going to win. Fair I pick. feel like that's probably the best person to not win. Yeah. To have in there, yeah. Really? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, EC3. I feel like Impact is really missing that, like, I hate you, I hate your guts type heel in the company, kind of like uh, how AEW has MJF. Um, so, I mean, he's also a former world champ. Um People probably love him from in- Impact. Uh, so, yeah. I'm supposed go, to hate him. I'm going to go, yeah, but that's not always true. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with EC3. Um, if it isn't EC3, um, I'm going to go with uh, Trey Miguel. Um, I feel like he's the most convincing person out of the bunch that could be world champion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, for my impact mystery man, I'm taking none other than the X Division legend himself, Chris Sabin. Um, Ooh, that's actually a good one. Is he not retired? I don't know. He is not. He is he is a backstage producer role uh with impact. Yeah, he's not wrestling. Uh, yeah, he's been nursing an injury. 
Like, years. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> taking, I'm taking Chris Saban. Just okay. trust me on this one. I like that. I'm taking I like Chris that. Saban. I like it. Yeah. I don't think Chris Saban is winning the match either. I am also joining Rob. I think Ace Austin will be picking up the win here. And I I don't know who's – at some point in the show, I think – I'm convinced show, by Ace Austin. I, uh, by I don't know who's joining or, or what, but I think if they've teased it. Better than Trey. And I think uh, in this match, this is where Aces and Eights will make. Oh, man. That is, oh, that is my big Bubba prediction. Bob we need a big angle sending us off time. the show. Bro, oh, they need man. they need a big angle sending us off the show to get people interested in watching Impact, and so the Aces and Eights will lay out everybody else except whoever wins the championship, and I believe whoever wins will probably join Aces and Eights, and I think Ace Austin will be the ace in the hole for Aces and Eights. That, that is brilliant. Oh God, that's just, that just sounds too easy. So yeah, that is, uh, that that is my prediction. And that is just a bubble bomb <laughs> now, party. Real uh, quick, real yeah, maybe. quick. I don't know if Bully Ray will be there. We'll find out. Yeah. Now, real quick, I do have to say that the the impact pro, uh, promos for this show have been being run, and they're like, "Oh, the mystery person is bring it won't won't be alone." Uh, do you think that like if EC three is the person, like that they seriously mean that he's gonna have like a partner in crime, or do you think he they are just meaning that there's multiple returns happening? I don't know. Again, I'm still sticking with my aces and eights prediction. Okay. I think TNA needs factions. They need to start building some up. Yeah, so. I, they're really missing. Like Obviously, they had cancel culture, but that got thrown out the window. And to be yes. fair, I think that was kind of a dumb gimmick to begin with. Oh, I 100% agree. Cancel um, culture was awful. But So I think and Aces Just and Aces like was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Aces and Aces was pretty bad in its original run, but I feel like the concept could be cool and under better creative... I think they could do something fun with it. So, And if they use it as a platform to push younger guys like Ace Austin, I think that's a really smart usage. Yeah, You know I, who are some free agents right now? I, I don't think uh, Scott Steiner and Kevin Nash and Taryn Oh, Barry my God. Stop it. Yeah. I think Mafia yeah. could uh, make its return. Bro, you know what they need to do? They need to get uh, – so the X Division match – uh, Chris Bay's getting attacked backstage, and Kevin Nash is joining the X Division again. <laughs> oh my Please, the vanilla midgets. He's going to squash them all. Hell yeah, baby. So real quick, I did – now that we're talking about aces and eights, I, we did forget to mention that there was the throwback moment of the week this week, and it was the X Division match between Suicide, Kenny King, and Chris Sabin uh, from Slammiversary 11. And we ran down the card of the show, and boy, was this this was prime aces and eights territory. Again, um, I, th- yeah. I think I think now's the time to bring him back. Yeah, that, uh, Angelo, the aces and eights uh, tag team match that they had. It was aces and eights versus Jeff Hardy, Magnus, and Samoa Joe. Aces and eights was represented by Garrett Bischoff, Mister Anderson, and Wes Briscoe. I think I think Mr. Anderson's probably uh, somebody He's, who people are overlooking. He could definitely show up on the show. Yeah, I, I agree. He's still active. I believe so. Wasn't he in it? Was he in NWA or? I'm not sure. He was How old teased he? to come to M- to NWA. I don't think he's actually in NWA. He is 44 years old. Hmm. Um, he is still wrestling. Um, uh, 44 he, is just he, the number. Oh, Look he did come Slinger. back to NWA wrestling uh, 
in 2019. Okay. Um, but I don't think he's still signed the NWA. I'm looking. Because if he is, then I don't know. I vaguely yes, remember. Yes, he is. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember like seeing like pictures from him on Power. Uh, yeah, he he is not medically compete. So, oh, uh, he, he can't be in the match. In the yeah, main event. he he killed two Eddies in the ring. Eddie Edwards is in the match. Not happening. Oh God, no way. <laughs> we can't. Guerrero, Eddie Fatu, no. Eddie Edwards, no way. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> get out of here. All right, I think that should be it. Yeah, um, so uh, on, I guess, Saturday night, Sunday morning, you uh, will have a, I guess, a reaction, a mini reaction show to what Slammiversary was. Um, we've got our AEW uh, Fight for the Fallen review coming out tomorrow after the show. Uh, and we've got Extreme Rules is a thing. Uh, on Sunday, so here's a quick preview of the reaction show for Slammiversary. <laughs> hey man, from what I remember, Slammiversary last year was a pretty solid show. I will still, I will still sing the praises of uh, Rich Swan and uh, Johnny Impact. <laughs> that was a good match. I, I watched that. Absolutely fair. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe it will be as good as last year's. Uh, I did not watch last year, so I can't tell uh, if it'll be as good as last year's. Uh, but we will see. Uh, until then, take care, stay safe, and we will see you next time on Ryan and Angelo's Under an Hour Impact Power Hour. Thanks for listening. <laughs>